All right, man, what's up, y'all? Today is another episode of Sports Talk with Cam and D. Today, this is for all our wrestling fans out there. We're going to break down the good legacy of John Cena. You know, all of the good wrestling fans, you know, grew up in that ruthless aggression era, you know, 2000s up to about the 2010s. Y'all know who John Cena is, so we're just going to break down his career, and we're going to talk about differences between wrestling when we grew up to what we see on TV now. So, hope you enjoy. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, we wrestling today. It's uh, been a part of uh, everybody's life. You know what I'm saying? You're a fan of it. You know, you grew up, you know, watching these guys, you know, give some great performances. Um, and you've seen them do some high flying stuff, uh, but most definitely it's a uh, it's, it's a great great topic today. I'm excited. Yeah. Right. Man, so we all know who John Cena is. You know, big star. Grew up in our era. You know, he multiple championships, sixteen time champion. He was a big influence mm-hmm. to everybody. You know, he started. Whole lot of stuff we did in the middle school, you know. He top seller with action figures, shirts, you know, brought people tickets in, brought us to well be watched. Bobby watched TV every Monday, every Friday. That's what John Cena was to to us. You know, he was a role model to some of us, you know. But he's a, uh, you know, it it hurt to hear that he Finally threw in the towel. He just said that his body can't handle it anymore, you know. He said if he wanted to stick around, he wanted to give us 100%. He just feels that just he at that age where he just can't give 100% every week. So, you know, he was like, he just got to throw it, throw it in, you know. So, yeah, yeah that hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Keep you on. know, you know, that hurt that hurt to hear because, you know, like I was a big John Cena fan. So, you know, that but I mean, I can understand, you know, you can only do do that for so long, you know, before your body really tell you, you know, you can't do it no more. So right. um, like I said, John Cena was, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, growing up. Uh he was exciting. Uh he was it was something new, you know? Like I'll be honest, I didn't like his gimmick at first. <laughs> I didn't like it at first. Uh, I was like, man, they really pushing it a little. But you know, like once I got used to like him wrestling, I I started mm-hmm. to like it. It started. It was, it was funny. He was good on the mic, you know. I, I loved when he first started. Uh, the feud with uh, Kurt Angle, I thought that was that was that was really really cool because uh, he would make fun of him. And at that time, I really didn't like his gimmick, so I I kind of like I kind of like Kurt going against it, right? But he was exciting. Um, he was he was flamboyant, man. But he was yeah. so serious, like you know, he he really gave like. His all. Gave like, it all. He gave it all. Like every performance, every pay-per-view that he headlined, like 
you know, between him and Randy Orton, you know, him going against the Brock, you know what I'm saying? So he gave us some really good performances. And I appreciate, you know, everything. You know, like you said, it's sad that, you know, he's giving, you know, giving it a a pass now, you know what I'm saying, Uh, as far as wrestling full-time, you know, but, you know, he gave us a lot of, a lot of great performances, man, and it's, it's it's sad to see him go, but he's a true professional. You know, if he can't give you a hundred percent, he doesn't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate him most definitely. I mean, I agree with what you said. You know, at first when his when he first started, yeah, I wasn't too too hyped on his his incoming gimmick. I thought, I mean, I can't be. Can be honest, I thought it was a little annoying because it's like you have to do always coming out every week, you know, rapping on the microphone like he knew what he was, you know, what he was doing. I think I don't know. I can't say I don't know how I caught on with John Cena. It was right around like two thousand two thousand four, so it was like late in the gimmick when I caught on to it because you know everybody was kind of doing the whole like you know. Like, you know, going into school, you hear people trying to, like, rap play Jones, you know. I think that's what got us really hooked on. Like, I remember, like, like in the middle of his career, when he came out with his CD, his first, the first CD, first ever CD yeah, he came out with. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, I, yeah. I remember it when it first dropped, I bugged my mom to take me to Walmart to go grab the CD. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be one. First one, I wanted to be one of the first people to grab that CD. And I remember we had, we had went to Walmart and the guy was like, you was probably only one few people that's came and got this CD. So I knew that the CD wasn't, wasn't hot at the moment when it came out, when it first came out. But, you know, when they started to really push it on TV, then that's when it started, you know, the CD. For me, I used to, I would say for a white dude, you know, you had Eminem who was a white rapper, but you know, you had right. like Cena, you know, it's kind of like okay, so you know, you got a few white dudes that can rap, but you know, you got John Cena, he talk about he can rap, he can wrestle, he can act, so you know, he was he was doing a lot, so you know, so I can kind of understand like he just at this point where it's like. It's either I'm gonna make movies or it's like I can't really, can't really wrestle because I mean the dude had shoulder injuries, he had a broken neck, so it's kind of like your body can only go through so much before you just, you know. Yeah, like uh, going back to what you said about the uh, the CD, uh, I got it too. I, I did. I, I can't lie, I got it. I was going through one of those uh, spells where you, you want to download all of the entrance songs. Like, yeah. you remember uh, LimeWire, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I was I was doing it, too. I was right. I was trying to get all of it. I didn't, I didn't buy the CD. I, I didn't buy many CDs. <laughs> but oh, yeah. when I did, uh, when I did dabble in it, I was like, okay, I, I, I kind of like it. Like, I like his style. You know, I actually like how he used his own music as his interest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought I thought that was interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think too many too many wrestlers use their own 
music, you know what I'm saying, as far as yeah, like what they recording. Because it was always Jim Johnson was famous for making everybody's theme songs. So it's like once your career started, you went to Jim Johnson, Jim Johnson, but put a couple beats together, you know, then that's how you got your theme song. Because he came out, he got Stone Cold theme song, he had the Rock theme song, Undertaker yeah. theme song. So it's like Jim mm. Johnson used to throw everybody theme song together, then, you know. John Cena, it's like, I'm going to use my own. I'm going to do my own little thing. People don't yeah, understand, remember. though. My bad. Sorry, good job. People don't understand, though, that that album he made sold, like, a million copies. Yes. <laughs> like, so you weren't the only one buying it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. I mean, people still... People still listen to some of the music now. Like I see some of the songs, people would be like, you know, I still jam this twenty twenty three. You know, I still jam this song, that song. You know. Okay. Okay. No. No. I get that. I get that. I, like I said, some of them entrance music are really good. You know, like they really good songs. Like I might be the only one, but I know for a fact that I got uh, HBKs theme song on, on my Spotify, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got it. So, I'm yeah. like, I'm not ashamed. I like it. I'm sorry. You be driving in your whip and you sit there and you start, you hear uh, Shawn Michaels theme song music. <laughs> like, I'm like, shoot, I like it. I'm sitting there just like, man, I can't believe I'm listening to this, but it's fire, you know? So, I remember um, when I was in middle school, I used to use people. When I first got my first uh, cell phone, I used to use people uh, theme music as ringtones. So like my phone, <laughs> like my phone would ring. You hear, you hear like the rock theme song, <laughs> right? But right. Call, that's my that's my ringtone. Everybody call you hear the rock theme song. Yeah, that's the that's the ringtone for everybody. Because we did we just grew up in an era where if you like their theme song, you downloaded it. It was either a ringtone or it was just on your MP3 player. You know. Right, I probably had the, the Undertaker back then. <laughs> so somebody ring it, ding, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Though. So, uh, the the next my next question for you, or my question for you is, uh, what's your favorite era of, of of wrestling? You know, we got you got we weren't really around for for hope for real, but you know. Looking at some of his wrestling matches back there, that was good. You know, we got the 90s, the Attitude Era, you know what I'm saying? You got the 2000s, you know, which is pretty much with us, you know what I'm saying? Definitely some interesting characters. Um, then you got the 10s, and then, you know, now, right? So what's your what's your favorite era? Um. Well, I know we we caught like the tail end of the nineties. That's when you know we kind of, but I could say the two thousand, the early two thousands was my favorite era because that's when like the rivalries was real, like the storylines was real good, the matches were were good. You know, it gave us, you know, you always wanted to be ready for Raw on Friday, SmackDown on Fridays. You know, you didn't want to miss an episode because it felt. Miss Raw um, on Monday, you was gonna be thrown off the next Monday because you didn't you didn't know 
what was gonna happen, you know. We had some of the best superstar buildups, the best returns, you know. Some of the greatest matches started in the early two thousands. So but I can't this this era of wrestling is is more of like entertainment. It's it's not really like like I still I still watch it every week. You know, I watch it because, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. But it's not really like what we had growing up. Cause there's so much there's so many restrictions to it now. Like cause so many little kids yeah. watch it. But it's so many restrictions to what they can do on TV, you know, so it's like you can't have super bloody matches anymore. Like, you know, when we was growing up, you know, if it was a super blood super bloody match, it went on for like thirty minutes, you know. Right. You know, yeah. we saw it, you know, now you can't really can't really do that because, you know, because yeah. so many little kids. Sensitive out here, man. Like, like, too sensitive about it. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think about uh, The Rock, man, some of the stuff he said. Like, dude, like, you can't even say that now. You can't even, you can't even touch that subject. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the the matches like you mentioned with the blood and all of that, like that was exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like looking back at um, you know, Mick Foley, like some of the stuff he would do. Like you can't do none of that for real now. So for me, my favorite era is actually I would say the nineties. Because because like I like I said, I wasn't around-ish. I wouldn't say, like, I understood it. But as I got older and I started watching, old, you know, re-watching some of the, uh, mm -hmm. the old matches and some of the most popular wrestlers, that time was, like, really it. Right. You know, that was, like, peak WWE. Now, like, there have been, like, some factions that have kind of, you know, made the era more exciting, you know what I'm saying, or a storyline or two. But back then, it seemed like it was it, you know what I'm saying? Like, the WWE was really good. Then you had uh, WCW towards the tail end. Well, I mean, they're already there, but they peaked in popularity in the 90s. Even they had a yeah. storyline, you know what I'm saying? Um, you had Hulk Hogan going over there. You know, Goldberg was there. Booker T was there. Like, all those guys. Then Kevin Nash and, and um, Razor Ramon, they end up going over there, you know, and staples of WWE. But it started, it seemed like the 90s kind of added some more creativity to, to wrestling, you know, kind of yeah. going into our era. Like, they started to kind of, you know, make stuff real, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just kind of cookie cutter, you know what I'm saying? But the 90s was exciting, man. I think you got, like I said, you got Shawn Michaels bursting onto the scene. Um, Bret Hart, all his family, they all was good, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and then, like I said, you got Booger T, like, Booker T was like, he was like, 
exciting, man. Like, dude, I think we always doing the spin rooney. Like, like you gotta, I try. Yeah, like you gotta at least try it <laughs> once, right? Like, you can be a wrestling fan at some point in your life and not want to do that. Like, it was cool, you know what I'm saying? And you know, like I said, it was just a good time to to um to be a wrestling fan, man. Like everybody, you know, was was good, you know. Like yeah. everybody had a good storyline, and even some of the older wrestlers were still, you know, kind of a part of it, you know. So you yeah. didn't really lose touch with it, you know. what I'm saying at that point, you know, so. Like I appreciate the nineties because it, it almost it helped me get into, you know, the two thousands. You know what I'm saying? And those new eras. But like I said, the uh the era that I thought was kinda iffy. Uh I wouldn't say now. I would say the stretch of like twenty 2010 to like 2013 or something like that. Like, yeah, that's I, I didn't really, I ain't really follow it around that time, you know, because I'm like, all right, we've seen John Cena with these good matches, right? And he's like the guy. And then you got Edge, you got Randy Orton kind of doing it. But after those couple storylines, it's like, ugh, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, you know, what kind of, where are you going with it? But I'd say what got me back into wrestling was the shield. That, yes. that got me, that got me, that got me back into wrestling a lot because it's like every day these three dudes would come and, and wreck the party. So, I was like, gosh, these guys, this is something new. Like, like you had never really seen that. Every night, I'm yeah. talking every Raw. Shoot. Did, did, they storm, did they storm SmackDown too? I think I remember them yeah, storming yeah. SmackDown too, right? So, right. So, then I felt bad for old Ryback. Every time he would wrestle, they would, they would knock him out. <laughs> then the triple every power night. bomb, like that just kind of, it was it was awesome, man. Like that was an awesome time to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, so I got a question for you. What don't you like about wrestling today? It's too much storyline. It's it's like it's more storyline than it is like this. More it's more predictable like you know what's gonna happen because like growing up like we didn't have the internet wasn't as hot as it is now so like you didn't know what was happening on raw until you watched raw like now you can just go on facebook and you know it'd be like little hints of what's gonna happen the like the hints of like who's supposed to come back tonight like you know when we was watching it you were surprised when somebody showed up because you didn't know they was going to be there. Right. Because social media wasn't really around when we was growing up. But now, because you got Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok. So 
that's where like these little secrets get dropped and that's what I don't like because then it take away from the excitement like you're like okay okay yeah the rock person show up tonight because I saw that on Facebook so yeah you're gonna watch because like, oh yeah the rock person be there but then the rock don't show up then it's like this disappointment because you know you saw this little hint on Facebook but the hint was just some little, little fake hint yeah it's too wrestling I mean I still watch it still go to the events and everything it's just too sometimes it's too predictable like and my thing is like the guys from the older era are like trying to hold on to like save wrestling just a little bit but I mean you can't like hold on forever that's why like John Cena was like I just can't I can't hang on no more you know like Randy Orton just had back fusion surgery, you know, the doctor's telling him, you know, you know, doctor's telling him don't do it, but he trying to push to, you know, because he talked about why he had back fusion surgery. He was like, because, you know, when I do the RKO, he was like, my opponent lands on their chest and I land directly on my back. So he how was many, like... And how many of those has he given out? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like... He was like, 20 years of doing the same move, you know, he said, you land on your back every night. He was like, eventually it caught up with me, you know. He said, so my back, you know, really couldn't handle all the, he was like, and you know, I used to do RKO's in the ring, off a table, you know, jump off a rope and do it. So he was like, you know, it finally caught up with me. So, you know, it's like just the thing, that I don't like about wrestling now is it's too predictable. It's like you know what's gonna happen. You already know who they chose to to win. And like now it's not like it used to be like like now they'll write up a match and then like they always do these last minute changes. Like you remember WrestleMania 30 when Undertaker lost? I do. I, that, I didn't like that it. right there. That was a last minute decision. Yeah, they like so he was supposed he was supposed to win. He mm. was supposed to win. Then Vince made a last minute decision. Like I think it was the night of, and I think it was probably like thirty minutes before the match started. He switched and was like, "I'm gonna have to take a lose." Literally like thirty minutes before the match. I didn't Switch. like I didn't like that at all, honestly, because he, you know, the Undertaker, you know, who I actually, you know, after some research, just found he was on WCW before he joined WWE, you know, and I was like, well, dang, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but just to see how his character, you know, is really like, you know, grown, he deserved. A lot more than that, like and he and he deserves so much more of uh if that was gonna be his retirement, like he deserved to like not lose at all because one thing about him, he's you know and he gave been around life. for so long, like he's been in every era that we mentioned, he's been a part of he's been in you it. know like the nineties. 2000s, 10s, 
you know, 20s, because he's still doing it, you know what I'm saying, maybe at a limited capacity. But when you hear that theme song, you know what it is. <laughs> like, you you know what it is. So yeah. I was uh, I, I was really upset at that one. I didn't like, I didn't like that at all. You know, so, but yeah, that's the going in going into Vincent McMahon since you know, you know he's kind of the you know the giver and the taker of opportunities, right? So, do you think that Triple H or or uh, I forget his I forget his real name, but. If you if you think that Triple H, do you think Triple H is like the right guy? Because it seems like he is legit, you know, as a creative control person in you yeah, know, WWE. Like, do you think he's a he's a I good think, guy? Because I think he is. Yeah, because you got to think he came from from the ring to the like back office, so it's like he knows. Like what's supposed to happen in the ring, how a match is supposed to go. And what I like about Triple H being in creative control, like he listens to us before he listens to anybody in the office. Like what we like what we wanna see every week is what we get. So like, you know, the right title goes on the right person or, you know, the right tag team stays together, you know, all these storylines right now are like Triple H written up storylines because he listens to what we want to see like I'm pretty sure he got on social media see what everybody saying on social media changed this he's inclusive man he's inclusive with like everything like he brings in like a person like Shawn Michaels to to help with a match, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, he really, like, brings in ideas from, you know, other people, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I was looking at something uh, about WWE, and Shawn Michaels was, like, you know, the, the person doing most of the talking, you know what I'm saying? But about, like, the ladder matches, which is something that, you know, he started, right? But I think it's that trust, though, even though they're, like, friends anyway. But, like, that mm-hmm. trust to listen to people, like, that have done these matches before. Like, I think it just helps the new generation understand, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what it is, you know, that they're doing. I think having the the... the the older generation, you know, in there, it just helps. Like it helps them, you know, continue to to get better and to help their their bodies too. Like, um, like I just think, you know, them offering their advice and you know experience through all of it, the good and the bad of the industry. I think it helps a lot. I think Triple H is kind of bringing in a, a a new era, man, of of really good wrestling, man, for the fans. You know, like you yeah, said, like, makes- yeah, we like really like we, you know, we are the pulse of it, you know. So, 
And you're making it safer. And you're making it safer for the, you know, the wrestlers. Because you don't see too many, like, career-ending injuries, like, you know, big, like, knee blowouts like you used to see back then. Because they make it a little bit, a little bit safer. Like, moves still look cool, but it's like they do it in a safer way to where it's not so, like, extreme. Like, you know, like, I looked it up. Like, it's more safer ways that they do, like, the DDT and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's like different signals that they give before they like do the move. Like, you know, you pat on somebody's back twice to let them know, you know, you. Hmm. Some, some good things with this era of wrestling, you know, it's a little bit safer for the people in the ring you know you got the right people like in control of creative so you know that's what i like and you know you got a lot of like the older generation kind of helping this newer generation you know you know get equipped in the ring and again like we did like we said theme songs you got some hot theme songs right now that people like it's some theme songs that i mean it'd be times i would go into work Jamming somebody theme song. I have my ear, I have my earbuds and you thinking I'm listening to a song. I'm jamming somebody theme song while I'm in the work. Telling you those theme songs is like they are they are legit. I don't know why people sit here and act like they don't listen to them or didn't listen to them. Because I'm sorry, uh my alarm for a while as a kid was definitely the Undertaker. <laughs> like yeah. It was. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't really say that. But I mean, all right, so, you... no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some of them. Some of them be like gym songs. When you go to the gym. You you know you on the you could be a treadmill for thirty minutes. You just play the song. Play the song over two or three times. You know they get you on the treadmill for about thirty minutes. I ain't, I ain't even gonna lie to you. The the theme song that I actually like number one. Is evolution. Remember that. Remember that. Be in my, uh, the, be in my feelings. That's why. Yeah, is. like that was that was cold. Like how they came in there. Like that was a good. That was a real good faction, man. I really liked yeah. that. You had Rick, you had Triple H, you had Randy Orton, and you had Batista. Like, dude, two of the yeah. like the guys in that Hall of Fame class. You know, with John Cena and uh, and Brock Lesnar at the time, like two people, two young guys. But you had Ric Flair staring the pot, though. Like Ric Flair is like the guy, you know. But that that was my that was my that's my my favorite theme song. So, uh, last last segment yeah. here, right? Your most exciting wrestler. The the wrestler that you are most excited for watching, or yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. The most exciting wrestler that you like. My friend. Oh wow, damn. That's um, that's a tough question because I just I used to just like so many people. Like, yeah, it was people I didn't like, but it was the people that I did like. 
I can't, and that's a tough question because it was it's so hard to like determine that one person that you used to that you used to like. Because I mean, like me and my friends, like growing up in like the third, fourth grade, like we acted like we acted like everybody at recess. You know, we used to fight at recess, acting like everybody is. I think back then, growing up, it was just like a. You know, you just liked everybody, but you know that one person was that that got you hyped. And I, I think Shawn Michaels, it was growing up. I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I'm tell you mine. Mine is Jeff Hardy. Like Jeff Ooh. Hardy. Yeah. Jeff Hardy was my dude. There was nothing he wouldn't do. Like he just his theme music when it popped, you knew you knew it was gonna be a good mm -hmm. to this day. He is it still excites me when I see him doing, you know, doing his thing. Like Jeff Hardy was exciting to me. Like when I remember one match in particular when he jumped off the steel cage and did the swan time bomb. Like he could have just won the match, but he decided to go a step further and hit that move off the top of the steel cage. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was like I was like, that guy, he he gets it, you know. So he's definitely the most electrifying superstar that I like. Like I like that high flying stuff. Um, like uh, who's that? Ricky the Steamboat Dragon Steamboat. He used to do all that mm -hmm. jump stuff too, and I, I like it, man. I like it. It's exciting because you know they actually were really doing it, so they could hurt themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that somebody is really, you know, gonna give you everything, like. I appreciate that. You know, it's not just a couple moves here. I'm talking about yeah. I, I like it a lot, man. A lot. Yeah. Like that's my guy, Jeff Hardy. I rock with him any day of the week. Yeah. All right. Uh so uh we gonna close it up. Uh right here. Uh episode two, y'all. Um wrestling, I'm telling you. Do your history. Yeah. Do your history, man. Definitely. It's not it's not fake because if it was, people wouldn't get hurt. Okay. It's called scripted television. Okay. Yeah, there's a winner and they talk about the winner. But trust me, it's exciting. Like you gotta do yes. it. Yes. I said. And check out uh all elite wrestling too. Like that's pretty good. People don't give it a lot of looks, but like I've been, you know, catching up with it. It's actually pretty good. Like it a is. lot of dudes is over there. So check it out, y'all. Uh and keep checking out our podcast. Um, anything you gotta say, bro, before we go up out of here? Nah, man. We just appreciate your viewership. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, you know, pass the word around, Definitely. you know. You're trying to become that hot show, so we need right. your subscriptions, your views. Most definitely. Like and subscribe, y'all. All right, bro. Thank you. You have a good rest of your day. 
and we go we're gonna keep pushing. Episode two. All right. Books. All right. Later.